You're listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church, also found on YouTube under New Living Way Church Downey. Wife Lefty here with me today and my son David helping us with the stream over here. So we're still having church here today. We pray that you guys are all safe and in and, 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 and a comfortable place right now. And we just thank the Lord for you and thank the Lord for another beautiful day that he's given us. Amen. We know that today many are celebrating and remembering all that Christ did. And with that, they've given it a name of Good Friday, you know, and, and uh, many times we could look at a situation and say, well, how can you say it's Good Friday when it's talking about a crucifixion, the death of someone, you know, that's never an easy place. I mean, how could anybody say that's good? But when you really understand what it represented and what it meant for Christ to die for the sins of the world, we realize that it's good because God is good. And we serve a good God and he never ceases to be good. And he is always good. And because of that, today is a good Friday. Today is a good day. But let me tell you something. We don't just got to say a good Friday. It could be a good Saturday, a good Sunday, a good Monday, a good Tuesday, a good Wednesday, a good Thursday, all the way through the week. Amen. You didn't think I was going to go through every day on there, but we did go through every day because every day can be a good day when you know you serve a good God and you realize how good God is. He's so good and so wonderful that he loved humanity so much that he sent his son to die for our sins, that we may know him and have salvation in him, that we may have the forgiveness of sins, that we could have a right standing relationship with him. That is a good God. Amen. So I pray that you're encouraged today as we remember all that Christ did, you know, but not just today, but every day. And just with a thankful heart as we come together this night to just come together and to celebrate all that God has done. Amen. So we're going to open up in a word of prayer this morning. And we all do have a, a song of worship as well, a song of praise and just giving thanks and remembrance for all that God has done for us. Amen. So let us open up this morning, this, this uh, evening in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you the praise and the glory and the honor. We thank you, Father God, for such a beautiful day this day. We thank you for such a beautiful night. We thank Thank you, Father God, for the rain that, Father God, you watered the land with today, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for the sun, Father, that is shining through, my God. We thank you, Father God, that you are so good and so wonderful and so amazing. We thank you, Father God, that you are high and lifted up, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that there is a, song, a, a throne set in heaven, Lord, and there is one seated on that throne, Lord. But we thank you, Father, that you have your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is coming back for a church one day. And Lord, we just thank you, Father, for your son. We thank you for your son, our Lord Jesus, this night. As Lord, many today are remembering all that you did for us, Lord Jesus. As Father God, you sent your one and only begotten son to die for us, Lord, that we may, that all who, whosoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life in him. And Lord, this is what it's all about. It's all about the life that we have in the sun today. So, Lord, we are just so grateful and so thankful, Father God, because, Lord, it didn't end there, Lord. It didn't end there because, Jesus, you didn't stay in that grave. 
but you rose again on the third day, my God. So, Father, we are just so grateful and thankful, Lord God, that, Father God, we serve a resurrected Christ today, a risen Lord, a risen God, and a God who is alive today. Father, so we just thank you this night, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for many people today that are coming together, Lord, that have already gathered together, Lord God. And, Father, Lord, as many are remembering today all that you have done, Lord. And, Lord, our prayer this night, Lord, is, is that, Father, Lord, you would become real, Lord, that you would become alive to many today that don't know you, Lord, that, Lord Jesus, you would make yourself known to those, my God, that maybe have a lot of questions, Lord God, that, Father God, are just blind today, Lord, or have been hurt, my God, and because of it, Lord, they have judged in who you are, my God, or even have chosen not to believe in you, Father God. But, Father, today, Lord, we're lifting them up to you today in prayer, my God, that, Lord, you would draw them by your Spirit, my Lord. And in this time, my God, as many are looking for hope, many are looking, Father God, for Lord Jesus, light, Father God, in these times, my God, that, Lord, they would be drawn to you, my Lord. So, Father God, as many today, Father, have may have heard about all that you've done, Lord, but never really understood it or the reason why or why it was necessary, Lord. But, Father, tonight we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that, Lord, you would open up their minds as you have opened up our minds and continually teach us, Lord. Father God, all that you've done for us, Lord, that we may have a heart of gratitude together and thankfulness, Lord, for all that you have done, my God. So, Father, we just thank you this night. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of all unrighteousness and uncleanliness. Forgive us, Lord God, of our unbelief. Forgive us of our doubts and our fears. Forgive us, Lord, of our unclean thoughts, of our own clean things that we have said or heard, my God. Forgive us, Lord, of the unforgiveness in our hearts, my God. Forgive us, Lord God, of any uncleanliness within our hearts, my God. Forgive us, O oh Lord, of our own self-righteousness, Father God. If we have measured anybody compared to ourselves, Lord God, forgive us in every area, Lord, that we have sinned against you and that we have also sinned against others, my God. And with that same forgiveness, Lord, that we receive, Lord, Lord, we also forgive, Lord, with that same forgiveness as we ourselves have been forgiven, Lord. Thank you for the freedom tonight. Thank you for the joy that we have in forgiveness this night. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Father, as Lord, you have just drawn us here together tonight, Lord, in your presence, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let us worship together this night. Amen.
Well, God bless you, everybody. We all live in remembrance, amen, of what Christ did for me and you. And that is one of the greatest gifts that we have today as we are coming together. We're remembering what Christ did for us, amen. And if you don't know what Christ did for you, then I pray tonight that you come to know who the Lord is tonight, amen. And that's what we're here to do. We're just remembering all that all that God has done through his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. So we just want to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we normally haven't been having Friday night services, so it is a blessing to be together again, once again, on a Friday night. At the last Friday night service, I believe, was uh, last Good Friday, amen. So, <laughs> amen. So it looks like it's been about a year since then. And uh, but we're just so grateful that we know that one day we'll get back to our Friday night services completely. But we do have prayer on Friday night, so it is a blessing to still be together and, and serving the Lord together. Amen. So I just want to encourage you and thank you for, for uh, just keeping your eyes on the Lord. I know it's a little crazy out there with many things going on, but let me tell you something and remind you that there is still a throne set in heaven. Amen. And there is one seated on it and he is still in control and he will always be in control and he will never cease to be in control. So we know that we serve a good God today and even through everything else, he is always good and that will never change how good our God is, amen. So I just wanted to follow up a little bit today as uh, tonight is the conclusion of our fast. Um, as of Sunday, I had mentioned that uh, we as a church would be fasting for the week of uh, this this past week. And, uh, you know, so I just want to thank you for all of you that were able to join us in the fast. We are concluded. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go up to go get that yet. Just, you know, just, you know, but thank you, Lord, for his faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity just to be able to take this time. And always remember, fasting doesn't save you. Fasting doesn't make you any more holy. Fasting doesn't make God love you more. Nothing in that. No, all fasting is, is just a self-denial. It's just a discipline in the self-denial. But in that, you're doing it unto the Lord. And you're also seeking him through that time in those weak moments. And you're denying yourself. You're giving something up. And many times you may see some things through the fast. But many times you won't see anything to the fast because there's a battle in that fast because you're denying yourself. And anytime we deny ourselves of anything, it's it's it could be hard. You know, you're trying to give up coffee. You're trying to give up a soda. You're trying to give up. And I'm not just talking about fasting. I'm just talking about in general in life. You know, just the mere thought of it brings stress because it's just so hard, you know. So when you fast, you always remember you're battling that flesh, you know, but what we're doing, we're just denying ourselves and we're just taking that time because we're focusing on the Lord in that. And usually through the fasting, you'll see some things through it, but you really won't have some clarity until after the fast. So, you know, we'll, we'll go into a little bit more of that a little bit later, but just know that all that you do, you do it unto the Lord. And no matter what, God still loves you. God never stopped loving you. And his word says he will never leave you or nor forsake you. So whether you were able to or you weren't, that's between you and God. But just know that he still loves you. Amen. And that, you know what, he's got great things and he's in control of everything. Amen. So. We're going to get ready to get started tonight, and we do have a little bit more going on tonight. And, and uh, just again, we have our sunrise service at 6 a.m. this coming Sunday. How many of us know that things didn't end 
on Good Friday, amen, there was still a resurrection to come. And we know that that resurrection took place. And we know that Jesus is alive today. And we know that he ascended on high. And we know that he prayed to the Father for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he kept that promise, amen. So it's not over. And it never, you know, it, it was all, there was another part to this, amen. But we're coming together today because we already know this. But on that time, in that moment, they didn't know that yet. And that's a hard place. It's when you don't know. That's where it's really hard when you think all hope is lost, you know, and that's never an easy place to get to. Just like when you see the movie ending, you know, I love to watch movies and I, I love those Avenger movies because they always had an ending part that would come up that it's not over yet. There's still more to come. Amen. And we're usually the one, I'm usually the one that wants to sit in the movie theater and wait to see if there's something extra at the end there. Amen. So, Always remember, it didn't end there. At the, it didn't end at the cross. It didn't end in the tomb. <laughs> but he rose again on the third day. And how many of us know today it still hasn't ended? Because he still got a return, amen. And he's still coming back one day. So we're just so grateful to God today for that, amen. So if you could turn your Bibles this this uh, night to John chapter 12, and we're going to be reading verse 20 through 26 tonight. So um, it will be in John chapter 12, verse 20 through 26. And if I say morning, please forgive me. You know, I'm just used to saying mornings, you know, but um, you know what I mean. If I say morning, I mean evening, but hey, morning can always represent a brand new day. How many of us know that today is the day of salvation? Amen. So I had to throw a verse in there just to back it up. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. So thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, for Father God, for speaking to us through your word, Lord. And we just ask you that by your spirit, Lord, you would just speak to us, Father God. As Lord God, we are here because we have ears to hear this day, Father, what the spirit of the Lord is speaking. Father, we just thank you this night, Lord. And Father, I just thank you as you lead us and guide us here this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we'll be in John chapter 12, verse 20 through 26 here. And it says here, now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks, were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And Philip went and told Andrew, Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus, and Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it eternal for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So this is one of our key verses, this key scripture tonight. And the title of this is, We Wish to See Jesus. And in some translations, it's talking about, we wish to meet or we want to meet this Jesus. So this is what our topic will be tonight as we go through the word of God together tonight. And how many of us know today there's many that wish to see Jesus? How many of you want to see Jesus today? How many of us want to see Jesus in our lives today? Well, this is what we're going to be talking about. And I pray that you're ready to receive 
Because I believe the Lord's already been speaking to me and you. And this is just going to confirm what the Lord has been speaking to me and you to show it is me speaking to you. As he told that woman at the well, I who speak to you am he. Because the Lord is speaking today. He's speaking to his people. He's speaking to those that don't yet know him yet, but he's drawing them. And I know this because I know he was speaking to me as he was drawing me before I came to him. But I want us to look at something here because they say we wish to see Jesus or to meet Jesus. These men, they didn't know what they were asking. They didn't understand what they were quite asking here. They knew it, but Jesus had an answer for them when they came and asked him about it. And I want us to look at verse 23 and 24. We're going to come back to 20 and 21 and 22, but I want us to go down a little bit to verse 23. And I want us to look here. Look at Jesus's response to people saying we want to meet him. And they first went to go ask him if this was okay. But this is Jesus' response. And I'm going to read this portion out of the Living Bible Version. It says, I must fall and die like a kernel of wheat that falls into the furrows of the earth. What an answer. Jesus, they're just asking to meet you. <laughs> they just want to see you. What, what's up with, the, with this, this, this type of speaking? This is just my thought. But this is the Lord and he has a reason and a purpose of why he's saying it. And he says, unless I die, I will be alone, a single seed. But my death will produce many new wheat kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Wow. These people want to see Jesus. They want to meet Jesus. And he's telling them, unless I die, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. See, how many of us know here that the world was never going to be the same after this time? The world would never be the same as we are living in some times today that we can recognize our world will never be the same. You know, in the 1800s, the volcano of Krakatoa, I'm fascinated with that volcano. This volcano exploded at such, I mean, just such a rate, I mean, such an explosion that it says that it changed the Earth's atmosphere for a whole year. The Earth's atmosphere was affected by this, this volcano that exploded, and it was such a force that it changed the entire atmosphere for a whole year. That is a lot of force. That is a lot of change. But that was only a temporary change because it only affected the year, the, the Earth for a year. What took place at the cross by Jesus dying on that cross for our sins would change the world for all eternity. You thought I was going to say in time, but no, this would change the world for all eternity. Because nothing would ever be the same after this for all those now that would choose to believe and put their faith in what he did for them. 
I know for a fact that my life has never been the same. When I chose to believe in Jesus Christ and to repent of my sins and acknowledge him as my savior, I know that my life was changed. And I've seen many other lives change. I've seen my wife's life change, my children's life change, my family members, the brothers and sisters in Christ's lives around me changed. Because of what Christ did on that cross. And he is saying it is necessary for this to take place so that there can be more, that others can be saved, that he can have a relationship with them. This was a necessary thing because in order for there to be life, there had to be a death. And he was willing to pay that price and to die that death that me and you should have died, but so we could have life. And everyone who puts their faith today in Christ Jesus now has the life of Christ. Because even though he died on the cross, he didn't stay on the cross, but he was put in a tomb, but he rose on the third day. There is life in Jesus today. And these people are saying, we want to see Jesus. Well, there's a cost to see the real Jesus. I'm not saying put your money away. It's not something me and you can buy. It's nothing that we can even offer. But there is a cost. Jesus knew that there's a cost. But he was willing to pay that cost, to pay that price, to pay that debt. So that they, me, you, so we can meet and see Jesus. Because in order to know the real Jesus, there's a cost. Salvation is free. But see, if Jesus laid down his life, how much more me and you for the sake of others? See, Jesus just didn't die to say, look at me, I died on the cross of Rosalia. No, he died because in that he became a perfect sacrifice. He atoned our sins, covered them, washed them away. That we can be in right standing before a holy God because that sacrifice was acceptable and it was only needed to do once. And it was done once and for all. And because of that, we can now have a right standing relationship with God the Father through him because of the price that he paid, the blood that he shed, the sacrifice that he was. And because he resurrected on the third day, it shows that that sacrifice was accepted and it was a pleasing aroma unto God. And this is our faith today. And he left us an example of laying down his life for the sake of others. He did in obedience unto the Father. But because of it, me and you benefit today because of it. 
because in that now we can have life and life eternal in him. Verse 26 in the Amplified Version says, If anyone serves me, he must continue to faithfully follow me. Without hesitation, holding steadfastly to me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. And wherever I am in heaven's glory, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. He says, you want to see me? You want to know me? You're going to have to be willing to lay down your life. But no matter what goes on in your life, no matter what situations you face, no matter what may go on in this world, but if you choose to stay and hold steadfastly to that faith in me, the Father will honor you and I will keep you. But it takes our part. Being willing, no matter what the circumstance is, to keep our eyes on Jesus. Scripture I came out came across earlier. In Romans chapter 4, verse 20, it was verse 21, but verse 20 played its ties in together. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. See, it has to be a faith that is unwavering and recognizing, God, you are able to do all that you have promised. But in order for that faith to come to pass, it has to be tested. It has to go through the fire. It has to go through some hard times to really see, Lord, I still believe in you. I still know you are faithful, Lord God, to your promise and you are able. But not only that, Lord, I am thankful that I have salvation today in your son, Jesus. That still hasn't changed. So let's go back to John chapter 12, verse 20 through 22. It says, now among those who went up to worship are the, at the feast were some Greeks. And the Greeks here, it's Greek people, but it's also referring to all those in the world, referring to humanity. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And they went over there to tell him this. My question today is, how many people really want to know who Jesus is? How many people today really want to meet the real Jesus or want to see the real Jesus? Because for those who know the real Jesus and know Jesus today, they'll know and you know it's not an easy place. 
But let me tell you something today. It is the best place to be because there is life in him. See, many here today, many here that were looking to meet Jesus, they were looking for the one who heals. They were looking for the one who had delivered. They were looking for the man who turned water into wine. <laughs> How many of people would love to have him around? They were looking for the man who turned water into wine. They were looking for the one who raised Lazarus from the dead and who raised a little girl from the dead, who raised that son from the dead. They were looking for the one, the one they had heard about. They were looking for this one who was to be the one to overthrow Rome, who was to be the Messiah, to one that was going to set up and establish his kingdom and reign on the earth and deliver them from the bondage of Rome. This was the Jesus they wanted to meet. This is the Jesus they wanted to see. And it's not to say that he wasn't able. It's not to say that he wasn't these things. But what they didn't want to see and the one they didn't want to meet was a suffering servant that was nailed to a cross. Not a lot of people want to see Jesus. Not a lot of people want to meet the Jesus that was nailed to a cross. The one who was rejected. The one who would suffer. The one who would walk about and many people wanted to stone him and kill him. The one to whom they crucified, the one who they put the crown of thorns on, the one who they beat with 40 lashes minus one. And anybody else should have killed him, but he didn't die. But he kept going and endured it for me and you, for the world. The one who they nailed on that cross. The one who shed his blood, the one that carried this cross. Imagine to wear this when you get a cut and it's an open wound and you put the fabric on it, it sticks to it. This was on his body as he carried this rugged cross with splinters and all. And not only that, a crown of thorns that was set upon his head and they set it in such a way that it wouldn't move. And in order to do so, it had to rip the skin. It had to grip his head in order to stay. But he did that because that is our peace. He did that for me and you. But that's not the Jesus they wanted to meet. This is not the Jesus that they were crying out, Hosanna. This is not the Jesus that they wanted to see. This is the Jesus that many are not impressed with. If he was so great, then why did he, why did they kill him? Because that was the only way to save humanity. It was the only way to make things right with God the Father. And he sent his son because he loves me and you so much. You know, I know many weren't impressed because Herod wasn't impressed when he came across Jesus. You remember that, don't let me? Yes. He says, this is Jesus? 
Get him out of here. He's crazy. Pilate wasn't impressed by Jesus. This is the king of the Jews. Annas, Caiaphas, all those that were shouting crucify him were not impressed with the suffering servant. But when you read the word of God, the word of God is clear that he would be a suffering servant, but a suffering servant for me and you. In reality, in order to see God, we must see Jesus and believe in all that he has done for me and you. Because there was a time that you couldn't even come into the presence of God. It was fearful to come into the presence of God because you could die because he's so holy. But because of Jesus today, we are able to come before a holy father, a holy God. John chapter 14, verse 8 through 11 says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves. He says, you want to see the father, then you must believe in me. Because the only way to see the Father is to believe and to come through me. Because he says in the verse right before that, in verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Yes, I know that can be offensive. I know many don't agree with that. But let me tell you something today. It's the truth. This is what Jesus declared. He said this because he did this for us because he wants to know how much he loves me and you, how much he loves this world and that no matter what may go on in this life you could have hope of knowing that you have a God that loves you and you may say well why does God allow all this evil why does God allow all this wickedness well let me tell you something there was a separation from God and humanity which took place in the garden with Adam and Eve and now there was a separation and man became wise in his own eyes and he did what he felt was right continually but what happened is it became wicked and evil and man turned against himself you see the first murder in the bible when Cain murders Abel and it just continued to go on we live in a world today of the results of sin we live in a world today where man is wise in his own eyes we live in a fallen world today but because God loves us so much, he says, I will make a way where there's no way. I will send my son to be that perfect sacrifice so they can have life in me. Not just life temporal, but life eternal with him. It was necessary because there is life in the blood of Jesus. 
Are we willing to acknowledge his death as an atonement, a covering, a washing away for our sin? Because in order to acknowledge the resurrection, we got to acknowledge the death. And I put here, does this make you uncomfortable? Good. It should make you uncomfortable. Why is there so much fear and anxiousness today? Why are we so afraid today? Why are we so terrified today by what everything that is going on today? Is it because we've been knocked out of our comfort zone? I know I don't like to be knocked out of my comfort zone. None of us do. It is a real concern. People are dying today from this coronavirus. But let me tell you something, people are also still dying from other causes. What are we afraid of, death? Well, let me tell you something, even before the coronavirus was around, there was already death. People were still dying from cancer, diabetes, from murder, whatever it may be, death has been rampant. Death has always been, death is something that will always come. Jesus died. But in that death, there came life. So why did things change today? Because there's a pandemic going on. And all of a sudden, what death has been around, we've never been promised tomorrow. And now all of a sudden, we become even more fearful. I'm not going to tell you it doesn't affect me. It does to hear the number of lives that are being lost to this virus. And it saddens me and it breaks my heart because of all the families and the people that have lost loved ones due to it. But I can rejoice today because I know there is hope. And my prayer is, Lord, let them know you, Jesus. Lord, let you be their comforter today, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, let them know there is a God who loves them, Lord. But not only those that have coronavirus, but Lord, also to those that have cancer, that those that have diabetes, those that have many diseases, Lord God, those that, my God, are in a hard place today. Those that are in older age, my God, Father, in the name of Jesus, let them know that there is a God who loves them and there is a name they can call upon, a name that salvation is found in no one else except that name, the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Lord, let them know you today. My wife said something the other day and it really just hit my heart. It has been resonating. And she said it a little bit differently, but it's the same thing. And many times today, it's not about being comfortable, but it's about being comforted. When she said that more people are concerned about being comfortable than being comforted, it really hit my heart because it, it caused me to realize, well, yes, this is where a lot of our fears come. And I say ours because I'm included. We're all included in this. We got good days and bad days, good moments and bad moments. 
But one of the things that we got to be looking for, one of the things we got to keep declaring and sharing, though we may not understand everything that is going on. I don't have all the answers, but I have the answer and his name is Jesus. And there you can be comforted in Jesus. You might not be in your comfort zone, but you can be comforted knowing who your savior is. You can be comforted knowing that he is your peace. You can be comforted knowing that he loves you. You could be comforted knowing that there's forgiveness of sins. You could be comforted knowing he could be your strength, your provider, your healer, your deliverer, your everything that you need is found in Jesus. Are we willing to be comforted today? Israel was one that refused to be comforted. But let us not be a people that refuses to be comforted. Many people today reject Jesus because they refuse to be comforted because they don't feel they need the comfort. But I know one thing, I need comfort. I'm not in my comfort zone. This is not my comfort zone, but I know who my comforter is. The Bible says, I will pray and the, and the Father will send you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the helper. Do you want to be comforted today or do you want to be comfortable? You want to see Jesus. Then we have to realize we have to see him for all that he is. And he came as a suffering servant. But he did it for me and you. But in that. He didn't stay in that grave. He rose again. And in that we have life. In that we have joy. In that we have peace. In that we can have comfort. In that we can know. And he is our healer. In that we can know. He is our deliverer. In that we can know. He is our provider. It's in that knowing who he is. And all that he is to me and you. And who he can be to all those today. Who put their faith in him. Think about it this way. When those disciples were walking on the road to Emos, they lost heart. How many of us know today it's easy to lose heart? It says in Luke 24, 21, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. How many of us today feel like that at times? I thought he was the one. I thought he was going to do this. I thought it was going to work this way. I thought, I thought, I thought we all get there. We may have thoughts of how we think things should be now. But let me tell you something. Our God is still in control. Our God still reigns. Our God is still good. He is still a good God. He is still saving people today. And I thank God that the word of God said that he is patient and long suffering, that none shall perish, but all shall come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
This message is for us today to encourage us. And remember, it's not you that can force anybody to believe it. They will have to come to know for themselves. But what we can share is if you want to see Jesus, then you got to know that it's going to cost you. Because in order to see the Father, you got to believe in the Son. In order to believe in the Son, you got to believe that He died for our sins. But we got to be able to acknowledge that we were sinners in need of a Savior. In the midst of a reality, a man died. But God raised him up on the third day. And that changed everything. What was supposed to happen did. This man died. But something greater was still to come because what wasn't supposed to happen also happened. And that is that he did not stay in that tomb. See, they said we thought he was going to redeem Israel. Let me tell you something today. He didn't only redeem Israel, but he redeemed all those who choose to put their faith in him today. I thank the Lord for my salvation today in him. I thank God that he has always been so faithful and he never gives up on me or on you or anyone else. He is a patient God. But we have to be willing to be ready to see Jesus. But we're going to see him through many times of suffering, through the heartaches, through the tribulations, through the sickness, through the pains, through the rejections. But it's in that that you start to see him as the healer, as a deliverer, as your salvation, and everything else that you need. Because then you get to really see who Jesus is. My question to you today is, do you know him? Do you know Jesus today? Not, do you come to church? Not, you know, many right now today, if, you know, 40 days Lent, many today gave, you know, gave up a lot of stuff. We as a church fasted this week. But always know that what you do, know why you do it and for who you do it for and who you do it unto. It's not what we do that saves us. It's who we put our faith in. Because if what I did affected my salvation, I'd, I'd be going straight to hell. I was at one point. But because I chose to believe in a God who gave his son to die for my sins for everything I have done, and even today still do, I'm not giving you a license to sin, but we have to admit we all fall short daily. But I thank God that we have a Savior today, and his name is Jesus. So another portion that I'm going to close up with this, this message, but make sure you know Jesus. 
Call on him as your Lord and your Savior. And I'm just going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. It's, it's a prayer of faith. If you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, then you will be saved. But you have to believe it. Lord Jesus, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe you're the Son of God, and I believe you died on that cross for me. And I believe you rose again on the third day. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, to wash me and to cleanse me, Lord God. And Lord, to fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that I may serve and live for you all the days of my life. But Lord, I also ask you to write my name in your Lamb's Book of Life, that I may be with you forever, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to come back. we got a couple more songs we're going to sing. And we're going to come back for the second part of this message. And, and just continue to praise the Lord. Amen. I've been searching for quite some time. I'm so tired of living in this life. And one day I found what I was looking for. Upon the rugged cross, I will search no more.
us are really ready to say, Lord, here, take my life. Lord, I surrender all to you, Father God, because that's a lot to say. We're thankful for the cross, 
And we're thankful for God's love and His grace. But how many of us know that He gave that love and grace to me and you to serve Him, to praise Him, to worship Him, to love Him all the days of our life, to lay down our lives for His purpose and for His glory, but knowing that in that, God is able to work and minister to others around me and you. See, the Bible says that Jesus had told them, the only sign I will give you is the sign of Jonah. And he says, just as Jonah was in the fish three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. See, I believe that just as God, when he finished creating everything, it says that God rested. When Jesus was on that cross, how many of us know that he spoke from that cross? I know many, many churches do the, the seven sayings of Jesus. Jesus spoke from that cross. And he's still speaking today in that salvation. But one of the things that Jesus said is, on that cross, he says, it is finished. God the Father finished his work and he rested. The Son of God, the Son of Man finished his work and he rested. There was nothing more he needed to do. And it says he gave up his spirit. To who? To the Father. And he breathed his last breath. And Jesus died. See, I believe Jesus rested until that third day he rose again because the work was finished. Satan was defeated. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Jesus never had a fight. He spoke and he lived in obedience, in submission unto God. Let me tell you something today. The Bible tells me and you to pick up our cross, to take up our cross daily and to follow him. The Bible says, for I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who died for me and who loves me. See, in this walk following Jesus, as some may have given their life to the Lord for the first time. But just know it is a life walk. The Bible says, he that began a good work in you will see it to completion until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is faithful who started it to finish it and complete it. It's our responsibility to continue to walk and live in him. See, this past week, as we were fasting and praying, I had to really ask the Lord on my part, what is it I need to die to? What's going on in me that I need to die to today? 
See, because in the death of Jesus came life. There's some things in me and you that today that need to die if we're willing to lay them down and submit as Jesus did so that there could be life in me and you. But are we ready to lay it down? See, my prayer is, is that when this is all over and things go back to somewhat normal, my prayer is as we as a world, as a people, but as a church, that we would not come back the same. I don't want to come back the same. I said, Lord, I don't want to come back the same. Do you want to come back the same? In this time where you have maybe a lot more time, take that time and allow the Lord to speak to you, not just through this fast, but just through your life. And find out for yourself, Lord, what is it I need to die to? Is it selfishness? Is it pride? Is it unforgiveness? Anger? Is it lust? Is it addiction? Is it fear? Is What is it? But are we willing to take that time and allow the Lord to show us what it is that needs to die within us so that there can be life and there can be life for others, that there can be a change in me and you. The greatest change is our salvation. But how many of us know, just as I am, there's still a work being done in me just as there was a work being done in you. There needs to be a death that needs to be to die to ourselves. Because there will come a day where we will die physically in this world. But do you know where you're going? Do you know who you belong to? Do you know who your God is? And if so, then it's take my life, Lord. Not that I'm looking to die today, Lord, but Lord, Use it for your purpose and your glory that others can know about your love for them as I'm coming to know your love for me daily. Because I can never fully comprehend the love that God has for me and you. I just can't. It's just too wonderful. But I believe it. I do believe it. So I encourage you this Saturday, do your work. Whatever you got to do, we got things to do. You know, I know we're supposed to stay inside, which be wise in that, just the things you have to. But have a rest in what you do. And do it all unto the Lord. But in that, allow the Lord to speak to you. As we come together for sunrise service on Sunday. But you don't got to wait to then, though. But I'm just saying, let's... Rest in the Lord and all that he's done. Let's rest in the finished work of the cross. But as we rest in him, also be willing to lay it down so we can hear his voice. I'm going to ask my wife, Letty, to come on up. She's going to read a portion of scripture.
uh, John chapter 10, verse 10 to 18. I'm going to read John chapter 10, verse 1 through 18. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he who does not enter by the door in the sheepfold, but climbs up some other place on the stone wall, that is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep, the protector and provider. The doorkeeper opens the gate for this man, and the sheep hear his voice and pay attention to it. And knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out to pasture. When he has brought all his own sheep outside, he walks on ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice and recognize his call. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus uses figure of speech which with them, but they did not understand what he was talking about. So Jesus said again, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door for the sheep leading to life. All who come before me as false messiahs and self-appointed leaders are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in out freely and find pasture, spiritual security. The thief comes only in order to steal, to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life, that they may have life and enjoy, that they may have and enjoy life and life in it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. But the hired man who merely serves for wages, who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees a wolf coming, deserts the flock and runs away, and the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The man runs because he is a hired hand who serves only for wages and is not concerned about the safety of the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know without any doubt who you are. My own and my own know me, and I have a deep personal relationship and have a deep personal relationship with me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my very own life, sacrificing it for the benefit of the sheep. I have other sheep besides these that are not of this fold, but I bring those also, and they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call. And they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my own life so that I may take it back. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down voluntarily. I am authorized and have power to lay it down and give it up. I am authorized and have the power to take it back. This command I have received from my Father. Amen. See, his sheep hear his voice and they know his voice. See, serving the Lord isn't just about, it's not a boring life. <laughs> no, the Bible wants me and you to live to live this life, but to live this life in the hope of who your God is and knowing who he is and knowing his voice and recognizing with life comes sacrifice in every area, but it's for the sake of others many times. But he wants us to live. So let me encourage you, live, but live in him. Live with his purpose, live with his plan, live in his peace and his comfort, and his joy, and his strength, and in his provision. This is what God wants with me and you. But are we willing to hear his voice today? I encourage you, 
in this time, listen for your shepherd. Listen for his voice that he may lead us and guide us in every area of our lives. Amen. Well, we do have another song of worship tonight. And we're also going to close up with a video from some of our brothers and sisters as well. I want to thank you tonight for joining us. And I am going to close up with a word of prayer. I encourage you to, to watch the rest of the, the, the worship and the, and the video that will come out right after. But be encouraged. Know who your God is today. And in that, know where your, your every breath comes from. And with that breath, Praise the Lord. So you can breathe today. So as we pray right now and as we prepare for this song, I encourage you, breathe. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for your salvation, Lord. We thank you that you are the Savior of the world today. And we thank you, Father God, that Lord Jesus, salvation is for everyone, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for many that have come to know you today. Many, Lord Jesus, that... Father, just got an understanding today of what this is all about, Lord. And Lord Jesus, for many today that are calling upon your name, that they may be saved, Lord. Father, we know that right now is a hard time, Lord. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, one of the things that we are believing that there will come death to, Lord, is that this coronavirus, Lord. That Father God, Lord, that this the spread of it, Lord, and all that it's causing, Lord Jesus, would die in the name of Jesus. And not only the coronavirus, but cancer and diabetes, MS, my God, migraines, Lord, gallstones, Father. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, nervous systems, Father God, that are acting up, Lord God. Father God, any areas, Father, internally and externally, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, earaches, my God. Father, coughs, my God. Father, all these sicknesses, Lord, my God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you and be declaring the leave, Father, for healing this day in the name of Jesus. And that, Father, Lord, you would bring a stop to the spread of these things, my God. And, Father God, because, Lord, you have all the power and all the authority. And as we read the right, my God. So, Father, we thank you this day. We thank you, Father, Lord, for deliverance, Lord. Father, from the bondage of sin, from the bondage of possession and oppression, Father God. Father, Lord, for those that may have had thoughts of suicide, thoughts, Father, of depression, thoughts of oppression, my God, thoughts of fear, my God. And in the name of Jesus today, Lord, we speak life in your name, Lord Jesus, because, Lord Jesus, you came that, Lord, we may have life in you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are the resurrection and the life. And we are believing today, my God, that you are bringing life, Lord, into those that are in these places today. You're bringing life to those in the hospitals today, in the nursing homes. Father, those that are isolated today, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for every breath that we have, every breath that we take, my Lord. Let that, be, that breath be taken in. In you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we thank you this day. We glorify you, Lord, and we praise and we bless your holy name, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We pray you enjoy as we worship together in this song and also this video as we close up tonight. God bless you, and I will see you Sunday morning at 6 a.m. for sunrise service.
why am I thankful for my salvation? Well, first of all, I don't have to spend uh, eternity in hell, which I most definitely deserve. Okay, and the second thing I wrote down, um, when I think about my salvation, um, it sets a reminder to me of how much Jesus loves me. Um, and those are the two things that come to mind when I think about my salvation. Hello, everybody. I just want to share with you why I am thankful tonight for my salvation. I just thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what he did on Calvary. And he's a great God, an awesome God, and a God that you can always depend on because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for giving me a beautiful wife that loves God, that serves God, that witnesses to people all the time when she has that opportunity and I'm blessed and I'm working on that direction as well to get there and be that man of God of, of being a witness to our, for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because we are ambassadors we were put in this earth for a purpose and that's to go out and witness and share the gospel amen hallelujah amen, yes. amen. I am thankful for my salvation and this opportunity and a privilege to share. I thank God for his amazing grace Amen. and his mercies are new every morning. I thank him for my healing. Yes. Jesus. I thank him for what he did at the cross. And this is why I, I am here today. I thank him for loving me. When even in those toughest times <laughs> where I don't even love myself. But I thank him for that. Amen. And I thank him because his word says that my name is registered in heaven. Yes. And I am so ever grateful for that. Yes. And I thank God for the work of his son, Jesus who made all this possible. Yes. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hi everyone, it's Desiree and I just wanted to share that I am so thankful for my salvation. I'm so grateful that I'm not where I used to be and the Lord healed me. He restored me. He took me out of a, a crazy lifestyle. He healed me from cancer. I should have been dead like years ago. Uh, he, he mended relationships that I ruined over the course of years. And I'm so grateful that now I'm a chosen one and I'm forever indebted to him. And, you know, all I can say is we serve a good, good God and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he loves his children so much. And I just wanted to share that he's my everything. And I'm so grateful for our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Good evening, church. I just want to talk about how grateful I am for the salvation God has given me. I'm so thankful this morning because of that salvation, I stand forgiven this morning. God loved me so much that he went to the cross to die for me. And because he did that for me, I am forgiven this morning. Not only that, he takes my sin far from the east and to the west, never to remember it no more. And because of that, I'm so grateful this morning. Matter of fact, I don't even have a past no more. But I got a future because of that salvation. I'm a new creation because of that salvation. Not only that, His Spirit lives inside of me and bears witness that I'm His Son today. 
that he's giving me his Holy Spirit that will lead and guide me, man, because of that salvation this morning. Not only that, I can enjoy the benefits of the cross this morning. Because of that salvation, I can have peace this morning. Not only that, I can experience healing. He's still the healer this morning. But not only that, he's still my provider this morning. All because of what he did for me at Calvary. That's why I'm so grateful this morning. That's why I'm so thankful this morning. Because everything he did for me, but not only for me, but for you too. All the benefits that we can experience through the salvation. We have so much to be grateful for. We have so much to be thankful for. We have eternal life now this morning. We don't have to be afraid of death. We have eternal life in Christ this morning. And because of that, I'm grateful this morning. Because of that, I'm thankful this morning. And I want to encourage you out there. If you don't know him, you can have that same salvation this morning. That salvation is available to you, but it's only through Christ. Christ is the only one that can save you this morning. And all I want to say is God bless you to my brothers and sisters. I miss you, and I'll see you soon in Jesus' name. Hi, New Living Way family. Uh, we just want to say what we're thankful for today, and of course, that's the cross. Everything that he did, he shed his blood for us, for our sins. Our, we're just so grateful for our salvation and for all that he's done for us, is doing for us, continuing to do for us, and just... Um, Jesus. 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 <laughs> talking about Jesus, of course. The name above all names, the name that is above sickness, disease, um, sin, just everything. His name is above all names. And just this season of just waiting on him, waiting on the Lord, trusting in him with all of our heart, you know, loving him with all of our might, all of our strength, all of our heart, everything that we have within us. And it's just, um, we're just so grateful. We're thankful for his healing hand. You know, our God heals, our God saves. And we're just grateful for David here and his hand being upon him. And there's no greater there's no words, really. <laughs> There's no words to express how much we love our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and just how grateful we are for Him dying, for Him coming, for Him dying on that cross, for Him raising on that third day, for ascending and sending us His Holy Spirit that lives and dwells with each, within each, every one of us. And just um, without His Holy Spirit and without Him and His Word, how else would we be able to get through a time like this? But with Him with Christ our Lord, our rock, our salvation, our fortress, our refuge, who we can run to in times of need. And we're just so grateful, thankful, and um, we love you guys, we miss you, and just want to say, we love Jesus. <laughs> God bless you guys, love you. you, bye. bye. <laughs> Hello church, we miss you guys, we love you guys, hope everyone is safe. Uh, thankful for our salvation um, we're so thankful that we met Jesus Christ and that he lives in us we would be in a really deep black hole if um, it wasn't for Jesus and him saving us and our family uh, we're thankful even at this time that we're going through we're able to be strong in him keeping our eyes in him and being able to uplift others love you guys Hello, New Living Way Church friends. We're getting together tonight to celebrate Jesus' sacrifice for us, where he went beyond being our Lord and became our Savior. He also rose from the dead to prove that and defeated death. 
made us free. During this time of quarantine, I think of, of David in Samuel, where in essence, as a young man, he was quarantined for quite a few years by staying out with the sheep all by himself. But what he did with that time was develop a good, close relationship with the Lord, praising Him, singing songs to Him, getting to the point where he could hear the voice of the Lord. My wife Rose here would like to share a scripture. Um, this is what I've been telling myself uh, if I have to go outdoors, not to fear. And this is the scripture that I lean on. It's Genesis 28:15. I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. So, um, you know, I'm very concerned about what's going on in the world, but I do not walk with fear. And I suggest everybody to lean on this scripture, Genesis 28:15. I also have some survival food that I want to share with all of you. Um, it's wonderful, and I'm sure all the women would love it and agree. Here you go. It's my bag of kisses to all of you. Have a very wonderful Easter, Easter. and God bless you all. Until we see you again, praise the Lord. Soon. Bye-bye.